You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. And uh, by the way, before I introduce my guest, I want to, you know, let y'all know, make sure you go to iTunes, leave a review, leave a comment. Uh, archives go really deep. I've been talking to a lot of comics. I've talked to musicians. I've talked to artists, DJs, all that stuff. But I'm focusing on comics these days. Uh, so I had some really funny people on. Colton Dowling, Ozzy Moon, uh, Pat Bernard, Carton Anderson. The list goes on and on. But for today's episode, number, I don't even know, 196, I think. I got Charles Adams Jr. in the building virtually. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> How you up? doing, man? What's up? I'm good. How you doing, back? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, it, it's weird right. because I've known you for a little while. I had no idea you did comedy. Like you were that dude to me. Really? You were that dude. That, like if somebody asked me, "Hey, you know Chuck?" Yeah, I know Chuck. You know from around the way, from like from the yeah. bar, from the whatever. But yeah, I, I, like drunk, I, I had no idea. Drunk motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that girl. Yeah, always on dance on top of the ball, white girls. Yeah, yeah. I mean you stand yeah. out first of all, so you can't. <laughs> It's, it's hard to miss you. <laughs> you seen Chuck? Yeah, he's right there. Oh, it's not. But there's a presence. There's a presence. Is what I'm saying. Appreciate that, man. But I, I, I didn't know how long how long you've been doing this comedy thing. Oh Lord, man. Let me say, if I had to put a year on it, probably 2010 or nine, something like that. Oh damn. Yeah, man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could tell. I mean, I, I've seen you perform, and I'm like, yeah, you're definitely seasoned. You got all the, the, uh, what's 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 what I'm looking for, the quirks of of a comic at this point. And so, yeah. uh, well, yeah, I, I was I was I was surprised, but what what was it, ten years ago, yeah. or eleven years ago? Yeah, it got me started, man. I'm gonna tell you, I went to, uh, Cap City. Damn. Well, okay, at that time that time I went to Cap City Comedy Club mm-hmm. here in Austin, Texas. And it was the Austin Funniest Competition, right? Mm-hmm. My cousin drugged me out the house. You know, he's like, let's go, man, let's go see this comedy competition. Everybody knows I love comedy, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, bet. So we got tickets, we went, and we went to go see our friend Bryson Brown, uh, who's from Austin. And he went up there, I was just like, man, he blew me away. Not only him, like other comics too, like this big platform, you know, it was sold out. Right then, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to see if I can get into stand-up comedy. And I asked Bryson for like a little bit of guidance. He was like, shit, get your black ass on stage. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's go only sign way. up. Go <laughs> sign up for open mic. Uh-huh. And so from there, I took his advice, and that's how I jumped into the Austin scene slash comedy. Uh, yeah, that's how I pretty much jumped into comedy. Uh, on stage wise, you know. Do you remember your first time? Oh yes, I do. There's <laughs> a story in there. You're a mean interviewer. Uh, I look, I'm asking questions. There nah, was I'm shit. joking, man. I'm joking. Um yeah, I was at Cap City again on a Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday open mic. Right? Yeah. Sunday open mic. Long, long time ago, two thousand nine or whatever. Um around Halloween, October. Right, so I'm like, didn't write any jokes, you know, didn't even know how to write a joke, didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, man, what am I talk about? And I remember my roommate came into my room, was like, hey man, I need help with my uh, Halloween costume. I'm like, all right, 
He said, I'm going to go as a crackhead. I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, so I'm going to take these these New Balance shoes. I'm going to go around trying to sell them to people's shoes. Sell, sell people's shoes. Like, hey, man, I got these new shoes and New Balance. Pretty much that's how the joke went on stage two. It was, <laughs> no, no, cr- cricket. It was I terrible. Birds. I hear birds in the terrible. background. It was terrible, <laughs> and I and it, it got awkward for like maybe like ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm just standing up there, and I was like, "Man, you know what? I love I love grabbing my dick." And then the crowd went crazy. I was like, "Oh, now y'all like Are that you shit? Do y'all like that shit?" And that's when I, that's when I noticed when I snap, people start laughing. So. And that's just the beginning. So, I mean, I didn't have any balance or like I do now, but yeah, man. I was like, I like to grab my dick. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm oh, like, oh, it must be huge, in it? <laughs> I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I was, um, I actually judged the FBI contest two years in a row. I was well, a judge. well, well. I was a judge in 20. 20- you never picked me. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I, I always call it. Oh, you go, you go, you go. I, I, I judged 2018 and 2017. Did I do 2018? I, think I, I don't remember. I don't yeah, remember. that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I, I entered in 2019. Okay. Within, uh, uh, I did like 17 open mics and I just, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And yeah. I, I did it in 2019. And I, I, I knew I was not going to go to the next round, but the process was fun. And I was against, like, some fucking killers. Anyway, there's there no way in hell I was going to pass. But it, it, it was a fun experience, I got to say. Coming, going from a judge to a contestant, that, that was that was yeah. fun. Well, now you know how it feels to be a preemie. <laughs> that's, why, <laughs> that's why I've been doing a contest for years, man. Like, oh, there goes, there goes that $15. Uh, <laughs> you get a shirt. <laughs> and fuck that shirt. I don't want no shirt. I'm trying to dance, man. I'm like, I never make it out of the first round. And then everybody kept telling me, don't get discouraged. At least you're doing a show on the big stage. Right. Big crowd. Do good. Do your best. And take that real, take that film and, you know, uh, you know, try to send that to other places to get on, you know? So... But that's the way I always just looked at it. Like, I might not make it out. I know I would go in there discouraged. Like, man, I really want to make it out of the first. I want to make it to the finals, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't happen. But I have a killer show. And people come up to me after the show at Cap City. Like, man, you were good. You know, you're pretty clean and this and that. I'm like, all right, thank you. So I just had to take I had to take what I, I can get out of it, out of those competitions. So therefore, I'm just like, a, so I just deem myself terrible as a competition I don't like competition. I love competition, uh-huh. but comedy competitions, I'm like, I just fumble. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, got it. But it, it is a competitive, you know, industry to be in anyway. I mean, everybody, I mean, now that it's not a, because uh, it used to be, as you know, to be so, to, to, to become somebody in the comedy world, you had to, I mean, talking about back in the day. Like you had to get on the uh, the late night talk show, and then you had to get a some kind of sitcom at some point. And now it's like the floodgates open; anybody in the mama can go on stage and you know be funny on YouTube or and be funny on Instagram and become a comic. Look, Jeremy Piven is a comic, as as we talked about. 
<laughs> actors turn comics, DJs turn comics. Shout out to Cypher Sounds. You know, so mm. it's it's it, the the bear of entry is very small at this point. Yeah. So it gets com- more competitive because anybody can jump in. Yeah, I guess I just don't look at it like that. Um, because I just look at it like, hey, like last night, I'm on a pretty good. I'm on a really good lineup last night, a showcase, mm-hmm. and it's not a competition. So I wasn't nervous at all, you know, because I'm like. I'm gonna, I'm featuring for the headline, so I'm like, hey, I'm gonna do my job. You know what I mean? I'm gonna. Somebody already broke the ice, you know, which I have. I'm prepared to break the ice um, as an opener. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm in the middle. It's already hot. So I just kept it going, kept it rolling, and then pass the torch on. You know, I, I mean, yeah, I would love to close. I would love to close it out, but you know, there's always a time of play. You know, maybe next time. But at the same time, I did my job, and uh, it reflected, you know what I'm saying, through the audience, through the money that they gave us. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's what I mean. Like, it, 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 it's got to be – what I mean by co- competitive is, like, whoever went before you just killed. Yeah. And you got to kill just as much, if not more, and you're like, holy shit. But do you really have to, though? Do, do you? Do you really – Okay. You don't bring the energy down. That's that's that would that sucks. As an audience member, that sucks. If somebody killed and then you show up and you're just like and then crickets. Uh, hey guys, <laughs> I'm a dry comic. Here enough, bro. I don't even know who's farming. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, that's that's like a competitive. But I like that kind of competition because it it forces you, you know. To do well, but you get inspired yeah. by somebody who just went up before you. you yeah. I mean? Okay. I get. I get you. I get you. I get you. Like I'm only. Yes, I'm no. only one year deep, man. I'm. I'm. I've been a. Yeah. I've been a comedy nerd for twenty plus years, if not. I. If you don't. If I don't count French. French comedy. Yeah, about twenty plus years. I've been. A, I've been French? a comedy nerd. Yeah. What is this about? I grew up in Paris, man. Man, you got a passport? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. Oh my God. You got to help me. <laughs> go to Paris. You want to go out there and perform in English? I, I have no I idea. Go to, I want to go to Paris and be like, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> they be like, what is this motherfucker talking about? No, they was, oh my God. Oh my God. Look, it's, it's Rick Ross. Rick Ross is on the stage. Look at him. Look at him. He's so sweet. Seriously. <laughs> that, that's amazing, dude. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I. I Comedy is huge in, 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 in France too. Um and Ow. growing up I was like I was that kid that was that was doing all the sketches like uh at uh, during recess. And yeah. like literally like quote comics word for word and just you know act them mm-hmm. out and everything and then same, same. Exactly. But like uh you're the last of fifteen kids. The youngest, yes, sir. God. And the because I mean, okay, I've talked to a lot of comics, and there's like two different. Usually, there's these two different origin stories. There's the, oh well, I didn't have, um, you know, there's the 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 sad clown syndrome. I would say where you're like you have issues, and you're like comedy is what helps me, you know, express myself, and whether you have daddy issues or mommy issues or you're right, alcoholic, right, right. Or whatever, right? So it's like therapy to you, and then you have the. Hey, I'm in. I'm from a big family, 
and I want to stand out. And the only way for me to stand out is to actually be funny. Okay, Was that the case yeah. for you a little bit growing up? I think I, I think they forced me. <laughs> <laughs> they used to all do so much stupid stuff. <laughs> it just, I, I like a large, huge family, which was, it came out last night to the show. Mm-hmm. They just love me. They love my memory and just like all the events we went through and like how we just made it. We didn't worry about like, oh, our lights are off or like, you know, we, we just, we always would survive. I just come from a really loving surviving family um, and we stuck together, you know, and that, that was passed on like from my parents and my aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. They, you know, before we were born, you know, so they also, so my grandmother had 20 children. She had a couple sets of triplets and twins. So they would move out, but they would stay in the community. They would stay close by, you know, if you need help, you know, you know, stuff like that. So uh-huh. basically, basically, you know, it was always a story. It was always something going on. Like somebody got chased by a dog on a bike or like something like, you know, it was always something interesting. So. Growing up in a big family like that, man, it was just—it was always something going on, man. always some mischievous crap. <laughs> but all in Austin, you know, on East Austin, uh, for me, for my era growing up, yes, um, and I say that because some of the family, well, some of the family, well, grandma, I guess they were in Bryan, Texas. This is like years ago, right? Bryan, Texas, and my dad in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So he got some like like Creole French in him, um, but uh, but yeah, for me, you know, in the eighties, I grew up here. I was the last of the, of the bunch, you know, who pretty much paved the way here in Austin. So. One of the one of the originals. But what what, what was it like? Like I got here in ninety eight. Ooh, wait! I got here. Yeah, I got here ninety eight. I got here when. You would drive down yeah. I thirty five, and you look to your left, look to your right, and it's lights and the Capitol. And look to your left, it's darkness. Like I remember that shit. That was me. <laughs> I just baby, that was us, baby. Yeah, I mean, we was it was fine that way. I don't. Uh, so obviously, you know, you know, education. You know, they honestly, they, 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 they. You say white people. Government. Government. Or the government. They are the they tried to gentrify East Austin in the 70s. To, um, in the 70s. Um, well, what happened was the community in East huh. Austin, you know, they were all like, you know, civil rights activists and stuff like that. So they came together, went to City Hall and was like, no. So therefore, I'm so therefore I believe. They, the government just waited for them to die off for like our generation to just be like, oh yeah, we all over here. What what's property taxes? What are you doing all that? And then they just dropped the bill or whatever, and then nobody goes to city hall to like fight for it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, we're out. And then people move here. So basically the point the point and what I'm trying to say is I'm not upset about people that's moving here because for one thing, I'm a people person. I want to learn, you know. Without you know, uh, coming from Paris, California, New York, like I ain't never really been to those places like that. So you know, um, 
So therefore, I put myself as like, I'm an ambassador for Austin. I know so much of the cornerstones here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is a blessing in disguise. So therefore, I don't want people to feel like upset that I'm from here. And I'm mad that you're moving here. No, like move here. Like just, you know, share some of that good weed you got, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, ain't nobody tripping. Only thing is, the thing is, is just we let's keep building the community. Let's keep building the community of East Austin. What it is now, you know, uh, interracial, whatever. I want to put a tag on it. You know, obviously, it's not like it used to be. It's nothing wrong with change. Um, yeah, man. So, so just let's just keep coming together. You know, what I'm saying fuck the police and like all that type of shit. <laughs> you know, like, uh, have you heard about this uh, four hundred, four hundred and one community crap thing? Oh, Wait, what, what is that? Yeah. Oh my God, something. So there is a rec center in East Austin where I grew up. Um, I, like an after-hour school program mm-hmm. called Rosewood Rosewood Community Center, right? So kids would get out of school, go there, play basketball, get help with your homework before their parents get off work, come pick them up, and, you know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So now it's like some I don't know if they homeless. Well, they got to be homeless because they sleeping in tents, and they pretty much built like a utopia. Like this is gonna be for us a safe. I don't know, man. You gotta look it up, man. I, I didn't. I don't really agree with it. Pretty much, they're saying like if the police come mess with them, they gonna they they know what time it is. I'm like, oh, uh, that don't seem like that's gonna end well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Just look. I, a four hundred. I, I look something. it up. Yeah, but I anyway, mean, like, no. The thing is, like, I'm not. I'm not mad at people moving here either. Uh, the thing is. It, it's more. It brings more opportunity. Brings more money. Definitely. It sucks that money. it's 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 bec- it's become harder and harder to live and live within Austin. But it, it's a broken record at this point. Like I, I, what I, what I, what I don't like though. What I don't like. Is motherfuckers have been here for three years. Going, ah, oh, look at all these people moving to Austin. That I can't. I can't. I. I'm sorry. That's Fuck you. those people. <laughs> That's you. Oh, they're all, all the Californians moving out. Like, motherfucker, you've been here for three years. All right, especially like, especially like the new wave. Cause say, motherfuckers forget they were the first wave of comics that moved here. You know what I mean? You know, back in what two thousand eight or nine or something like that. You know, which is all good. And, you know, they they stopped doing comedy due to the pandemic. Yeah, and which happy anniversary pandemic. Uh, and, and and now and you know you've been out there now you know, Tony Hinchcliffe and Joe yeah. Rogan and, and on you know LA blah blah they're here and it's like the first wave of people that moved here to do comedy are upset at these people and I'm like I'm just stuck in the I, ain't, I don't even know if I'm stuck in the middle I'm just like oh, I'm mean, both of y'all really it don't it doesn't matter it doesn't who cares let's, no, it doesn't. Let's, let's do what we are supposed to do the jokes rolling and help each other out but were you were you touring did you did you go other places or states to do comedy yeah the last tour i was on was uh in new york i went to new york last nice. last That's summer a different deal man the summer is- not last summer the summer before that uh-huh. it was wide open oh my god that was where'd you go that changed me i changed me. i went to um comedy cellar Yep. To the comedy cellar. Yeah. God damn. It is legendary. They don't tell you like where it's at. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I got off the truck. First off, you know, I'm one deep. You know, anybody really mess with me, you know. But I'm just, you know, I'm one deep. I'm just trying not to look lost, but I'm lost. Get off, and I'm like, oh shit, man, make a left right here. I'm like, God damn, what's this? What kind of shit is this? It was just, it was like Bumville. Sat- oh man, it was, it was real, it was very rough. But you know, I, I, I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to bother nobody. I walked through, I walked mm-hmm. through the neighborhood, and then boom, there it is, comedy store. I'm like, oh shit, I made it. <laughs> and it was just like. It, it it was crazy how legendary spiders just like right there. Like, was, Did you uh, who you were touring with? Fun. Um, man, what's um uh, Michael? Ah, man, I call him Booty Chin. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who that is. <laughs> uh, well, damn it, I forgot his name. Uh, but he lives up in uh, Brooklyn. But who, who did you open? Did you you got on stage though, right? And then who did you open for? I got on stage. I got on stage at um, damn. How long has it been? Brooklyn, Brooklyn Comedy Club, some shit, man. It was some. It wasn't like big, big, big rooms. The comedy oh, so cellar. You, did, you didn't go to the cellar? cellar. I went to the cellar, but they wouldn't let me on. Oh, they wouldn't let me on because they told me I needed two A-list recommendations in a ten-minute video. I was like, I got the video. They were like, ha ha, free fight. <laughs> they were like, ha ha, yeah. But they took me in. They took me to the back, the green room, got to hang out back there. They were like, don't talk to the comics unless they talk to you. Like that. Tiffany Haddish was there too, but I was just like, I was trying to be like small in the room. But no, like, you can't. No, it's hard to avoid you. Who that? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I got two jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's tough. It's, it's a different deal up there. It really Ooh. is. These motherfuckers don't play. They, the they do New not York play. comics. That's what I learned, and that's what I brought back with me. Uh-huh. Therefore, that's that's. It, it helped me a whole lot, man. I recommend it for anybody to go travel New York. Get up all those clubs because they don't play. No, they they, they fucking don't. And I, I've uh, you know, there's the uh, when you go to the cellar. What's the name of the restaurant upstairs? I, I forget. But anyway, the restaurant is upstairs. Yeah, they have yeah, the right table. There. Yeah, they, they have the yeah. table in the back, the comic, the the comics table, and it's yeah. like a you know Let's member only that. club and shit. Man, what? don't even Not dare approach that thing. <laughs> Dude, they had this this oh my god this uh, bouncer. I don't even know bouncer. He's like, yo, what's up, son? I'm like, God damn, we just take up the whole room. You don't want none of that smoke. And he got a limp, too. So if he, boom, he going to headbutt you, knock you <laughs> out. Yeah, he's cool. He was cool. But, uh, yeah, you don't don't, don't approach the table like that. Yeah. No, you don't. I, yeah. I, uh, invite, invite only. Yeah, invite only. I actually, I've, I've gone to the to the cellar a few times. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. one, uh, one time it was, I was trying to get, actually, I was trying to get to the Village Underground because it was, it was like a waiting list, and I know I probably told this story on the on the show before, but anyway, and uh, I just drove down. I just took a cab, went down there. I didn't have a ticket or anything, and I'm posted up right next to the you know that garage that's next to the village on the ground, right around the corner. Anyway, sure. and I'm just standing there, and Artie Fuqua pulls in, and it's convertible, and he's blasting the Ten Crack Commandments, 
And Ugh. I'm standing there and I start rapping along and he's rapping too. And he pulls up and he goes, what you doing, man? I'm like, I'm trying to see some comedy. And he's like, all right, I got you. So he got me in. Damn. He, like got, he got me in the, the Village Underground. Another night, I ended up like at 3 a.m. in the cool. in the back of the cellar with Godfrey and, and uh, Michael Che. And I think some other, I forgot some other dude showed up, but like at 3 in the morning. But it, it's, it's, it's weird when you're in those, when you're one of those places and you 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 uh, you see like all the people who've been on that stage. It's like going to the comedy store in LA, and you look at the wall of pictures and you're like, "Holy shit, yeah, Chris Rock was here. Fucking, you know, Robin Williams was here, and you know, Richard Pryor was here." And you're like, it, it, "It's a sacred ground type shit." You see what I mean? Like, yeah, to be a part of man. I haven't been to, I haven't been to LA yet. Yeah, I haven't been to the store either. That this one, I that's next on the list. Well, I mean, they might they might have one here. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying. Look, with Rogan here, some shit gonna happen. Oh, I'm telling you, I don't I don't know much. I, I do not know much. Um, I like your line. <laughs> I really don't. Speculation at this point. It's just me talking out. I of can my see ass. you blushing. No, you can't tell I'm black. I'm African black. You can't tell I'm blushing. This is right, the, the light you're seeing is the light up here. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm glistening. Max looking real juicy in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he must be lying about something. But uh, <laughs> who did you uh, like? Who did you look up to growing up, comedy wise? Oh, here we go. Yes, oh, man. If you yeah, said prior, I said that's default. But give me another one. Uh, my uncle. Really? Yeah, one of them uncles, huh? Oh my God, my uncle, my uncle, and my dad are like the same, but like two different just characters. Here we go. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, a little bit of backstory about my dad: police officer, military, and like, yes, sir, no, sir. You know, you know, stay in school and shit like that. Which, uh-huh. you know, it's a great foundation we all need. Right. But he would drop me off with my uncle. And my uncle worked for the city of Austin, waste waste management. You know, great job. You know, chill. He's just like kickback, you know. Mm-hmm. Got a little go-to. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I take care of him. I take care of him. You know, he pretty much, me and my cousin would go in the garage that was converted into like the man cave. And he would put on, he was like, all right, all right, let's check this out. I'm put this record on, right? I'm going to tell your dad. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, I'm about, you know, I don't know, seven, eight. He would put on this little 45 record, right? Mm-hmm. And right, we put it on. And, and uh, the first thing I heard was, yes, and not, and the woman came up to Nazareth. Nazareth touched her. He said, hmm, I want some of that pussy. I was like, what? <laughs> what? And he's like, oh, 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 you won't sort of hear that part. And I said, damn. <laughs> it was it was Richard Pryor playing one of his characters. And I was like, who's Richard Pryor? Oh, man. He went, still to this day, have all the records, mint condition. He yeah. went a crate full of records. He was like, yeah, oh, yeah, pick that one, get that one, get that one. Man, we sat there all day listening to Richard Pryor records. And wow. That's and your dad I'm never like. found out? Well, I, 
Yeah, he <laughs> found when out. Your dad found out. I would say a couple years later, I, I pretty much probably told him shit. <laughs> I, can't keep, listen, I can't keep nothing from my parents. It was like, all right, I ain't going to tell you, but uh, I don't want to tell you this, but yeah, I got to tell you this. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so therefore, my uncle was so funny because he used to always, I didn't know where he was getting this material from. Didn't even know anything about material. It was just like, damn, my uncle's so funny. But that's because he would always mimic. Richard Pryor, you know, he'd be like, well, I'm going to kick you in your ass. <laughs> like, oh my God, he's so funny. Yeah, he's something like, pussy. I'm trying to tell you, man. <laughs> oh, man. So therefore, yes, obviously Richard Pryor, but, okay, but my uncle is the one who led me into comedy. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor. But then, honestly, for me, Eddie Murphy. Wrong Eddie or delirious? Eddie uh, SNL. Really? Saturday Night Live. So that's yes. before that. Before that. SNL. Every. I mean, <laughs> I didn't even know what improv. I mean, obviously, it is what it is now. Right. I didn't even know what improv was. I didn't even know. SNL was my favorite show. I could not wait. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on, really. Because you know? of Eddie? Because of Eddie? Eddie, or man, just- Eddie, Eddie Murphy. I, all these different characters. I mean, first was Eddie Dean, uh, um, but, uh, the white dude, uh, Chris Farley. But mm-hmm. that's when I started getting a little bit of, oh, okay, this is what it is. But yeah, man, Eddie was just like all Gumby all over the place. Oba KB and shit like that, man. Um, I was just, so that's what I wanted to do, man. So my dad was pretty much like, oh, you'll be in the theater side of it. So stand-up wasn't even like a thing in my mind. Mm-hmm. It was just more just acting out. So basically, I would take those characters and go to school and just be on the playground, like acting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can relate. I'm Gumby. <laughs> yeah, I'm Gumby. <laughs> I'm Gumby. <laughs> you know, what I mean? just goofy. So basically, a very so basically uh, Eddie Murphy. So therefore, when people were like, "Oh, I don't like improv people. I don't improv people don't like stand up." I don't give a damn. I love both of them. I believe that makes it all no the sense. Work. That has nothing to do with me. But basically, <laughs> I love them both. It works. It's funny. It's hilarious. And it gets the point across. I don't know. Like, I, 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 I was more of a mad TV guy Ooh. than SNL. Always. But then again, oh, like man. SNL, like there was no SNL in France. Oh, so man. I didn't Damn. get to know SNL until I came here. But when I came here, like when Mad TV started in like 97 or 98, something like that. So it was right around the time that I got here and I, I've, I'd seen SNL and I'd watched like the, the old ones with, you know, with Pryor and uh, Chevy Chase. And those oh, were actually, yeah. I, I think those were more, <sighs> more um, like provocative and groundbreaking yeah. than anything that came after that. Maybe at the Eddie, Eddie we, Murphy era. What? We take a we take a break real quick. All right, what's up? A, I use rich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outside, man. I'm still it's recording. Can we? Oh, All right, let me pause. Okay. Let me pause. SNL versus Mad TV. Like I I I think that Mad TV was consistently like pushing the envelope with their with their comedy because they would have characters that like. Like how the, how the hell did, did you get away with that? Like the Lancome lady, the Van was it Lancome Vancome lady, 
uh, was just throwing racist shit at people. Uh, it, it was it was very provocative to me compared to SNL. But that's just that's just what was that little kid. But yo, I remember you know like the first big like black comedy special that I watched was the the Kings of Comedy. Really? Yeah, like that was the first big one. I mean, I, I know I had seen like I've I'd seen Raw. I'd seen. Um, what about you? Haven't seen uh, In Living Color? That was before my time. Oh. I wasn't here yet. I know what it is. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, see, yeah. Living Color also was, I, I think, funnier Ooh. than SNL. True, man. I think it was. Like, some of the shit that, uh, whether it's uh, Jim Carrey or, uh, oh. what's the name of the Wayans, the, the older brother? Yes, um, Damon Wayans. Yeah, Damon Wayans. Like, the, what was the clown one? That's Damon. Yeah, it's Damon. Yes, yeah. Homie the Clown. Yeah, that's right. So I'm like, okay, that's, to me, that's funnier than anything SNL, oh. SNL was doing. And so, um, yeah, the Kings of Comedy, I remember watching it in college, and I, I made the mistake of watching it with a white girl. <laughs> they do a lot of explaining. Yo, I, and I'm not even African-American. I wasn't even American at the time. I was just African. I didn't even African. have one. I, I, but I, I could, I, I enjoyed the energy so much. And my English was all right already, but I'm like, I'm sitting there, and so what was the order? I think it was uh, Steve Harvey, then DL, then Cedric, and then Bernie Mac close, right? And I'm sitting there just crying, laughing at, yeah. at Bernie Mac shit, and she's just like, I don't get it. Because <laughs> you don't get it. It's, it's like right there in your face. You know? No, she didn't. She didn't at all. She just sat there. She's like, is that funny? I mean, he just beat the kid with a hammer. <laughs> I mean, that's American cookies. Hilarious. That is funny. I, I don't care what I mean. Fucking and and and, well, I, okay, and then from there I went back and I watched. You know that uh, like all the you know Def Comedy Jam and I think there was uh, yeah. What's the thing on BET? Comic Views to watch Comic View a lot. Comic View, yeah. Damn. And then that was that was the one with uh with Bernie Mac. Uh, I think it was that comedy jam where he goes, kick ass. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. That was his. I would say that was his. That was I say that was his first appearance. Besides coming from Chicago, when like, yeah, funniest person in Chicago. Yeah, he had all those different colors. Yeah, with the pants. This guy, you motherfucker. I'm hung low. <laughs> <laughs> I'm big boned. Big boned. <laughs> Kick your ass. I scare you, motherfuckers. But oh, do, do you say that you agree that it's it's a different, it is a different vibe performing for a black crowd versus a black versus a white crowd? Do you feel that? <laughs> I do feel it. Uh huh. But I use theme material. That's where that's where I've grown now. Besides that statement. Mm-hmm. That's that statement. Man, I used to edit myself on both sides. <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't say this. And I'm going to get this. They're not going to stand with that. that. That prepared me to be like, you know what? I want my crowds not just to be black or white or 
I want everybody to be together. You know what I mean? My goal. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I make sure that communicate whatever I'm trying to say to you to that. I don't get it. You know, I get that. The devil, crazy as hell. All together on the same page. But you don't deliver it different. <laughs> I mean, that, that, there's got to be some hints. Like you, you know your material, you know what you're doing, right? right. Maybe but there's got to be little some things here and there. Like, okay, I can, I can only do that, hi lady. You know, uh, with uh, a white crowd versus a black crowd. With a black crowd, you have to you have to deliver you have to deliver a little quicker because that ADHD is like for real. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "What? What? Wait, yet? What's going on?" You know, so you have to be like, you know, that you got to the delivery. It, it's better. It better be funny, mm-hmm. even if it's not. You know how you like you say something like, "Oh, I know that one will go over." Like you better chop through it and keep going. White crowd, a little bit more descriptive. Why is it there in season on this chicken? You know, shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, that's just my opinion. That's just no, that's fine. But I mean, that's white people love n-word jokes. <laughs> <laughs> they love nigga jokes. Not all. Not all. You know Do what? You, agree? you know what they don't. You know what they don't like is try to hold back. Like you hesitate when you hesitate to say it. You know, right? They want. They want to flow. I think everybody want to flow. I think it's all about keep just keeping the flow. You had to say like no, say it, be stupid, you know, move on. I I I have this joke um, about how my son my son's mixed, so when he grows up, I only allow him allow him to say the n word half the time. (laughs) And I did I did that in front of cold blooded right there. So what? That's a good one. That's a really good one. And so I, I did that in front of a room full of white folks, actually white comics, and then this one black dude just sitting there. And uh uh it's all comics, so they've heard me like work on kind of work this joke out a little bit in different ways. Yeah. The black dude that was sitting there started just laughing. And after after my set, he came to me and he goes, Yo, if you do this joke in front of black people. You're gonna kill, but I'm like, yeah, but I want to, I want to make it like, like you said, I want to make it universal because the, the whole, go, the whole point of this this game is to have a, a set that no matter who's in the audience, right. it's funny. You know, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself. I mean, so, so, and some comics do that, and all power to them. Like if you go to a uh, 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 Joe Coy show. It's all Filipinos in the audience. So everything he says, everybody relates to. You know, if, if you go to a Russell Peters show, it's all Indians and Asians. You see what I mean? So it's like, yeah, okay, sure. they have their crowd. But I, I, I don't want to say, oh, well, I'm only... Because you never know who you're going to get. That's the thing. Unless it's like, like the show I, I saw you at the, that you hosted uh, over in Fugerville. Yeah, the Cajun Eats. Yeah, occasionally, yeah. Dope place, by the way. Really liked it. Uh, and uh, I'm like, okay, it, it's this is a black crowd. But if 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 things were reversed, but you, mm. but in other words, you know what you're getting into. Oh yeah, 
But if you're just going to, if you're just on the showcase, you're just on the bill, and you're like, you don't know who's going to be in the audience. You want that joke that's going to work no matter who's in there. And that it's like a musician trying to look for that ultimate melody, that ultimate uh, note, or whatever. You keep searching for it, and then when you get it, you're like, oh, okay, now, now I got this thing locked. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, thank you for coming out, Oz. daughter. Uh, thank you for coming out to that show. And I was originally supposed to do like a five-minute opening piece, uh-huh. but man, proud man, I couldn't. I just couldn't stop. I couldn't get off stage. I was like, oh, man, well, I, oh shit, I'm taking over the spotlight. You know what I mean? But it was just like I haven't performed in front of black people in a long time. Uh-huh. Since last year in, in Maynard, Texas, so like so happy, you know, it was just like it was so relatable, like you said. But you know, I had to pass the mic on. Professional, try to be professional. Have you have you traveled to any other um, cities where it's just like mostly white people in the audience and had a hard time, maybe? Yes, every day in Austin. <laughs> I go to Whole Foods and do shows. <laughs> I post up by the, by, by the produce yeah, and then start doing other jokes. Cities, other cities. Uh, I did a show at Corpus once. Oh, Lord, back in the day. <laughs> that was an all Hispanic crowd, and some of them were like Spanish speaking only. I could see it in their face. Ooh. <laughs> it was just like, in- I'm like telling a joke about my grandma and they just like don't say don't say we don't get it I'm like god damn <laughs> I can't take just any show it was all about like, at that time I was just like oh you're gonna pay me to get on stage okay I'll take it mm-hmm. I'm like okay I just can't perform well I want to perform in front of everyone like, I'm gonna need some closed captions. Or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a cider next to me. <laughs> I'm gonna need somebody sign language, but people know. to communicate. It's all about communication. That's what stand up comedy is about communication. Man, I don't think of a small city. But no, I, you know, Austin is pretty much it. Uh, Dallas, everywhere else I went, it's either been black or whatever it is that demographic is. And, mm-hmm. Austin, no jokes in Austin anymore. I pretty much breaks the shell of anything. <laughs> you know, like, right, now it does. Yeah. yeah, I ain't scared of none of you. For real. <laughs> and the words of Bernie Mac, you know what I'm saying? Quote, quote. Uh, yeah. And you're still hitting up open mics. Like I said the other night at the open mic. Well, was that the. It was a Romo room. That's the one. Romo room. Yeah. Yeah, I went, that was a, that was a, that time. I went the other night. I went Friday night too. Did I see you? No. This uh, past Friday? I went this past Friday. No, I was I was in I I was in Atlanta already. Exactly. But yo, it, over over here, and I was looking at uh, you ever you ever been to you ever been to comedy shows here? Uh, what did you say? Yeah, you, you ever been to shows here in Atlanta? No, man. I love Atlanta, man. God. Um, you know this you know the one the one place in Atlanta, hopefully it's still there, uh Uptown Comedy Club. I don't know. I, I mean I, I don't know much. I know my brother and sister live here, but I don't know much of the, oh the comedy God. center. 
So back in the day, there used to be this uh, uptown, uptown Comedy Club. Mm -hmm. But Tracy Morgan started, man. Oh, shit. So Tracy, yeah, he used to go by his, his stage name was Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, why is your name Biscuit? He's like, I'm a biscuit away from 300 pounds. I'm like, ew. <laughs> Did you meet him? No, no, no. He's, he's coming. So that, that show used to air kind of like, they kind of like in Liverpool. Kind of like Def Comedy Jam, but like it would come on like late, late night, 1 a.m. Mm -hmm. Supposed to be up 1 a.m. You know, at this time. Uh, yeah, man, he used, to, he used to check that. So, you know, I drove, when I was in Atlanta, I got a chance to like, just go by there, be in the presence. He used to watch this as a kid. I think it's still functioning, but um, I haven't performed in Atlanta, uh, stage-wise. <laughs> that way. Man, I, <laughs> I, it, I, it, I it looks... I performed in Atlanta, but uh, not on stage. I want to go. I want to go check it out at some point. I mean, I don't know about hitting up an open mic here or what. Because uh, even have open mics up there. I don't even know. Because I mean, every every. I mean, I did a quick like Google search, whatever, and then it was all showcases with like you know, eight eight comics on the bill. All black, all black crowd. I mean, this is Atlanta, so you know that's Not Atlanta. Yeah, but it, it's 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 crazy because you go from like Austin is what like seven percent black, and then you show up here. It Give was a take it, or two. Yeah, it used it used to be eight when I got there, and that went down to seven. That's and then and then I and then I come over here, and it's like, yeah, this this this, this is black it's definitely. I consider. So every, everywhere yeah. I go, my brother's like, oh, we, we're only going to black owned businesses, black owned restaurants, black owned anything. That's true. It's oh, dope. The food. Oh my god. Which is dope. Yeah. We went to I had some curry. Some, oh my god. Mm. I wonder if there's some Africans here though. And where they at? In Atlanta? Yeah. Uh, and and the if they blend in. Huh? The homestead? Is that, a, is that I don't know. Hey, I can't remember where I was. I've only been to Atlanta once. But uh, it was well, this African it was an African joint, my um Cousin took me to, yeah. Oh my god, the food! It was right by some little late night club that was terrible. Don't ever go there. I don't even know the name of it. That's how trash it was. Mm -hmm. uh, but like the food was like they stay open like till two, three, four in the morning. Oh my god! Ooh, I mean, I almost bit my lip off <laughs> eating this stuff, man. It was like mm, so good, you know. No, I, I, I love it. I love it. I, I'll we'll see. I might end up over here now that my family is. Trying to make me move up here. Oh, know. really? Oh. Yeah. But I, I look, I, 23 years in Austin. 20 yeah, years, no, but he, he, here's the thing: like to me, it's like it, it's more for my for my son because you know, because oh, okay. you know, it's the mama from Arkansas, and I in uh, oh, Austin oh, is only seven seven percent black folks, and I'm like, I want you <laughs> short of taking you back to Africa <laughs> to see the rest of your family. You know, you got to be around black people. Where do you go to be around black people? You come to ATL. Yeah, it's culture. Exactly, exactly. Because it's not a going to the going to the domain or going downtown that's gonna be, that's gonna expose you to black folks. If you go downtown and see black folks, most of them are, you know, either homeless or on the streets or whatever. So yeah. I don't want to, I don't expose them to that. What are you doing? I'm just getting 
coffee or anything. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just signing. I'm listening. No, this video too. We're, we're, we're recording this video. So this is going to go up on YouTube. Oh, so people see me. Like, yeah, people see you. Right. You, 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 you left when you went to take a <laughs> shit. It's all that. <laughs> it was right, an people. email, it's man. Sunday morning, man. Hey, you picked it. You picked it. Like, hey. I started to wake your ass up. <laughs> I know. I'm like, who is it calling me? I thought I always didn't answer the phone. They were calling me this morning in the morning. The Lord, what they want? No, I'm not going to pay that bill. <laughs> But where 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 are you um are are you are you like like full time in this at this point? I mean, full t- I still have a job. Yeah, so I guess no. So that's the answer is no. No, God damn, you know what's no. you know what's weird. You know what's you know that's what's scary weird? to me. That's no, I mean look, me. no, it does because it. it I mean, <sighs> these, I mean, I can call them kids. Anybody under thirty two, anybody who's younger than my youngest brother is a kid to me. And my youngest okay. brother is 32, I think. Okay. Oh, yeah, he'll be, he'll be 32 this year. Anyway, so anybody who's younger than him, I consider a kid. So I meet all these kids, and they're like, yeah, I'm on unemployment, and I don't, you know, I lost my job, or I don't work, or I'm, I'm full-time on this comedy shit. And uh, and you're like, yeah, it, it, it still is a young, you know, a young man's game. To really put in, I mean, you started 10 years ago. You're 67 now. Nope. <laughs> minus, minus 30 of that. Sir. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's a compliment because we, we look, we don't, we look, we look good even though we're old. We can't tell. Oh, man. Crazy. But, but it, it, it's, I, I hear the same Yeah, story. shit. I wish I could sleep on my mama's, I wish I could sleep on my, my mama's couch and not pay bills and go do stand up comedy every night. I mean, yeah, that's privilege. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> white privilege—that's comedy privilege. So, you know, so I wish it was that like, easy. Yeah, hit up four mics a day and just be out there. And I'm like, I should have done it a long, a long time ago. But you know, we are where we are. I mean, even when I was super young at that time, doing comedy, man, I, mean, I still just had responsibilities. You know, paying out late. Late, late, late. Just wasn't a wasn't on my radar, man. You know, I would do same. I would go do a set, go home. I wouldn't pay any bills then. But like, okay, let's say if I was full time comedy, but like, I'm doing nothing but open mics. Free jokes don't pay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, it, so like, okay. I wouldn't, you know. I, think I did like a, a one tour. I mean, I wasn't even that good, man, so... Well, who was the tour? Was someone take you on tour, or it was your tour, just going around oh, yeah. different cities uh-huh. and just getting on stage? Got to do this thing so long ago. It was pretty much it was pretty much from the Velveeta Room, uh-huh. Big Street. Did a show there. Bartender. Dana, at the time. Got my number and information. Just like that, passed it on to somebody else who was coming to do a tour. Pretty much went from Austin to San Antonio. Corpus, back to San Antonio. Uh, Corpus, back to San Antonio, San Marcos at a Texas State. God, that was my first college. Yeah, arena. Southwest Texas back in the day. Ah, uh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me come to Atlanta <laughs> virtually. Uh, no, it was Texas State. <laughs> it was Texas State. 
live back to Austin with uh, paid uh-huh. hotel rooms and all that. I mean, I like that. That was awesome. Like, I got to do like, I mean, I pretty much got addicted. Like, I want to keep doing this. That was my goal. But like I said, at the time I'm paying bills, uh, I could do that then. Now, shit, I got insurance, baby. <laughs> I got to make sure. <laughs> I need, you know what I mean? It's all I, good. I'm going to show up and show out. I, you know? I got tuition. I got, I got college. I got to save up for. Oh, for real, man. But, uh, you know, time, I got time management is very, very, very important. Do you actually, yeah. do you actually write a whole lot? Like, just to keep, oh, you know, yeah. keep that muscle? Yeah, write, read, you know, try to work on my vocabulary as best as possible. Yeah, all the time. I rewrite. Man, I'll go back. I'll go back and, and rewatch some of my uh, Austin funniest composition stuff. I'll just sit there and rewrite it all out, right? Then I'll go back and turn the sound off. Watch like, how I was moving. Too goofy or like, <laughs> what the fuck was I talking about? You know, uh-huh. pretty much critique the hell out of myself. Yep, that's how I do it, man. I go yep. and I critique really hard, and therefore just keep handing on jokes, man. My material, like I'm up to thirty minutes now. Like nice. solid, 30 minutes. solid, solid thirty. Solid thirty, man. Consistently. That's just like with working on those tools. You know, they might be older jokes, and I'm like, I get tired of saying them. I'm like, how deeper or within them. I just keep pulling out new stuff from the same, same concept. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it to me, it, it is the it is the process that's very that's interesting. The the, the puzzle. I know. I, I know. I if you've listened to this, if you listen to this podcast, I know I've said that a lot, but it's the the, the puzzle of it all. The okay, I I do this this way, and then I go back and change words and and change tenses and flip paragraphs mm-hmm. and all that and then go back and do it again and see if that works. But after a while, if it doesn't work, you're like, all right, I'm going to just throw this shit out because I don't know what else to do. And, and then at the same time, especially when you're hitting up open mics, when you're in front of the motherfuckers who've seen you do this joke 20 times and they might, maybe they laugh the first time, maybe the second time, but you're still not where you want to be and you're still not getting a response. Uh, it out, yeah. or hey, revisit Tuesday, it later. Tuesday, this mother, oh, one language. Tuesday, this motherfucker finished <laughs> my punchline. This motherfucker finished my punchline. On the, oh, shit, the damn refrigerator. She uh-huh. finished my punchline on the on the. Like, I'm about to. I said I did my setup. I'm about to hit my punchline, and she said it before I did. I was like, "Well, how's that feel?" <laughs> I was like, "You must be on your. You must be cramping." Hey, why the fuck you? You know what I mean? I don't come to you. You know, it's like that's kind of rude, man. I know I say I probably say the same note, like you said, twenty times. But damn, you know, like we got. Um, oh, we, you mean at an open mic or a showcase? Yeah, at an open mic. And the, the it was a comic that that said comic in the audience. Oh, see, yeah. that's fucked up. No, no, that's well, if it was an audience, it was it was a non-comic. That'd be one thing. So then you can just go, you know, really go back at at her or him, but. If it's a comic, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's why I, I don't. And I have, I, I do have a, 
problem, not a problem, a problem is too strong of a word, but uh, it's when like comics don't support each other. Like we all in, you know, I, I don't want to say it's all kumbaya and shit because, you know, we're all different personalities, different backgrounds, whatever, different issues. I get, I get all that. We're still human, right? But you're, we all in this, you know, trying to make people laugh. And sometimes it just that, and we were talking about competition earlier, it, it, it gets to a point where, uh, you know, this beef between comics and between producers and, and I'm like, why? I don't. A waste of time. Yeah. But, but if you're doing it to be funny, that's one thing. But you're still like someone is still like I I I don't like it when when you're at an open mic and you do your set and you and you leave. Like other people are coming up after you and that whether they're good or not it doesn't matter but just being there and being being supportive and <clears throat> and just like just sticking it out. I mean, where yeah. do you got to be? <laughs> like having a crowd, man. It's like to me, I know it's like, oh, this crowd is full of comics. But I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I pretty much said, fuck that shit. Like, I'm just like, if you're in the crowd, if you're in, the, if you are in the building, and if you are the audience member, I don't care if you've seen my jokes forty eight thousand times. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to respond. I'm going to get a response out of you. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to treat you as I'm going to treat you. The audience member. I go to comedy shows. You see me all the time to support. Yeah. But dude, I like no matter at the end of the day, if even if I quit tomorrow, if I'm not, I I'm still going to go to comedy shows because that's what I do, man. I love comedy. I love to laugh. I love to smile. Have a good time. You know what I mean? It's a great experience. You know, date nights. I mean, it's, it's comedy shows are amazing. Love yeah, it. like be be a fan first. Ooh. Like I'm a fan first, and then always, and the, and the comic second. I don't. I don't even want to call myself a comic at this point because I don't think I've. I've kind of, you know, it hasn't been long enough. But it's well, uh, long enough. I mean, yeah, you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying the hardest part of comedy is getting on stage. It's and consistency. Right. It's not just getting on stage. It's consistency because you, you you hear people like I, I I was there that day when you went on Kill Tony. Oh man! Wait, I'm trying to think. No, 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 never mind. I watched it. I think I watched oh, okay. it. But anyway, it, it's like you, you see these people that go on there and then, and Tony goes, how long have you been doing it? And they go, 10 years. And then they bomb. And you're like, really, 10 years? Or more like three, if you add up all the time you put on stage. You know right. what I mean? Because you don't count in years. You count in how consistent were you in those years. Like, I know for myself, mm-hmm. I started officially in January 2019. And I did open mics and I did SPIA. So that puts me through like May. And then I didn't go back until January 2020 and the three months and then COVID hit. So technically I'm at a year now if I add up that time. But I can't say I've been doing it for two years. Right. That's not true. Like the math got to be true. That'd be true to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Just be true to yourself. Just keep it real. Yeah, I started last week. Okay, there it is. You know, be consistent. That's the key. Yeah, that's all, that's all it is. That's all it is. All right, man. Uh, you have a dope shit to share? Not plugs. Uh, not plugs. Some dope that you think. It was an email. Something dope that you think people should know about a book, a show, 
uh, a, a website, a YouTube channel, a porn site, whatever, whatever you want to plug. I don't know. <laughs> whatever, you want, whatever you think is dope that people should know about. Um, you know what? I do got some dope shit. Uh-huh. Man, I'm about to enter. Go ahead. I'm about, to put, I'm about to put a lot of money out there right now. Okay. I'm about to enter uh, four March Madness <laughs> basketball tournaments. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what do you mean, enter? Like uh, some brackets. Are you on a bet? <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm making bets, baby. I'm making bets. <laughs> I got my stock. yeah. Look, I got my stocks. I'm in the stocks now. Really? I'm on Reddit? Man, I'm telling you, I'm doing this is dope, man. Um, you know, the game stop. Hello. Oh, you got on it? You got on that early? On it. Okay. I'm just saying. You know, I was able to buy the jacket, not the car. Oh, okay. I was about to say, showing the Ferrari <laughs> logo. <laughs> oh, <Yeah, I'm> like, <laughs> almost. <laughs> That's on your vision board. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm on these stocks, man. I'm on these stocks, man. And I'm like, I have a pretty much like a tutor. Stocks helping me out with that stuff. So, man, the gambling. Gambler, I love it. Yeah. So what? What do you use? Like E Trade? Like what? What are you on? I'm on that Robin Hood. Oh, that's the one, the GameStop that's one, the right? Hell yeah. But have you made any money? I guess is the question I should ask. Man, I was able to buy this jacket back then. You bought this twenty dollar jacket from your money from this the This thing was a hundred and twenty. Hello. Fuck no. <laughs> yes, it was a. This jacket. It's a Puma like, Ferrari. Like, how you go? Is it like not a fleece? How you call these things? Like a track jacket. Yeah, that you wear all the time. Every time I see you wearing this jacket, because and how much was it? It was a hundred, about a hundred twenty. I wear it every damn day. I wear. I go to sleep in it. Yeah, (laughs) it's my Puma nightgown. Like, (laughs) shit. (laughs) No wonder you wear it every day. (laughs) Hundred twenty dollar jacket. I mean, it feel good. Yeah. Wait, did, did you did you cash out? Did you cash out of the GameStop? I didn't cash stock? out. I, look, I cashed it? out some of it. I'm still in it. It came back up too, man. It's the second wave. It's going down. I made I made a couple thousand off of it. See, I mean, nice. If I have if I had twenty thousand to put into it, that's the goal. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Basically, that's where my head is at, man. Stocks, man. Not, did you learn? I'm not trying, I'm not trying to wait. I'm, I'm in the process. Yeah, I did learn. I've been learning uh-huh. process. I'm trying to pretty much live like, go ahead. Here's 20,000. Put 20,000 in. A trade. That's a risk. Basically, I, mean, I have to, basically I have to build my risk up to like, oh, here's 20,000. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got 20,000. Oh, I'm rich, rich. I'm rich, rich. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. That's my dumb shit. Go ahead. That's that is, I, ain't, I ain't nobody in my family doing no shit like that. I ain't nobody buy, <laughs> buying a hundred twenty dollar. Ain't nobody jacket. buying a twenty dollars. So where your money jacket. going? I'm buying this track jacket. It's only twenty dollars. And you don't. I don't even go on walks. <laughs> track jacket. Are you out of shape in track jackets? So like, like this. Right. It, it's it's my night out outfit when I go on dates with my girl. This is what I wear to sleep. This is what I wear to dinner. This is what I wear to go to the grocery store. My track suit got stretch marks in it. 
Is there a warrant? Do you, can you buy a warranty on a tracksuit? For oh, a lifetime. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I gotta take it here to get maintenance. <laughs> I think can't get that hemmed up right there. Get them stretch marks up. The zipper is not it's, it's kind of broken right now. I need I need to get that fixed, please. I can't I can't I can zip it down. First BW forty. All right. Trying to think trying to think of my dope shit. Um Oh God, that was a good one. Yeah, that's, that's Oh, you got me. <laughs> 120. Oh, place, oh, I found out that I'm gonna do this because I um Okay. I got a uh I've been looking into Air Max shoes lately. Yes. Like old school. I don't know why. I think maybe it's because my sister got 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 some, and I was like, man, I never owned a pair of Air Max, Nike Air Max. Yeah, which one? The the nineties. Ninety one, and I found out that you can go to the to Nike dot com, and uh, you can customize it. Really? You can pick any of them, and you can go in there, and you can like change the colors, like they showed you, like pick the. You know, the back of it, the, the soul. Huh? Really? Because I got the Nike app. I didn't know you could do all that. No, nah, I mean, it's on, it's on the website. I don't know if it's in the app or not, but oh, okay. you go on the website and you literally pick the different colors of your Air Max or whatever shoe. Really? Uh, I mean, the Air Max now go for like $140. So that shit I'm going to put by warranty on <laughs> and take it for service at the Nike store in San Marcos. Just do it. And so yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'll get Geico. Put it on your Geico insurance. No, it's about time Geico jumps into the the sneaker game, man. It's gonna happen. Know. Watch. I put some. Hey, they do that. I'm getting. I'm investing in that. Okay. <laughs> I'm buying some stock in that real quick. Get some Geico you know, stocks. I'm saying because you know it's gonna start off about twenty dollars a share. I'm going oh right when they so <laughs> get up to about you know Kanye gonna hear about what they're doing. Okay, <laughs> my Kanye. I don't know. You know, no, but so, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it because I sure. uh, and and I'll I'll show them when I when I get them. That I, I need I need some sneakers. I mean, I really need some. Sneakers. I That's kind of dope shit. But I'll I'll know when I find out. But I I think it was That's great dope. that you could go in there and then customize your shoe and pick the colors and everything. Because I'm like I I just want black, white, and red shoes. That can go with anything. And I couldn't find nowhere. And now and the most crazy thing is. Now on Instagram, like I got ads from Nike, from Adidas. You know how you you, you go on the on the internet and it, it knows what you're trying to buy, and then it just comes oh, weird, back to you. It? And it's like, here's Adidas, here's ASOS or ASOS, whatever the, the name of the thing is. Here's some Nikes. Yeah. And yes, so I'm, I'm gonna do it. Fuck it. All right, uh, plugs. Where can people find you? Your social medias, all that good stuff. Everything is pretty much the same, man. Charles Adams Jr. You know, everywhere. Based out. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Charles Funny, Charles, the Charles Funny number one. Wow! All right. <laughs> Look, my, my I to, I'm like, I don't know what. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know what a username is. I thought it was like, a joke. Everybody using the same thing. I'm like Black Chuck. I can't use that. <laughs> so, Charles Funny number one. All right, Twitter. Boom. Uh, that was pretty much my platforms. I hold on. A free promotion. Free. I post all of hints I'm doing where I'm going to be at. Pretty marketing. Is the is the Cajun East thing a, a a recurring thing now, or once a month, once or something? That one is still 
works. They pretty much, they're, um, they do the, the Sunday fun day is their, their. Right. That's a Hello Yellow Dante, right? Yeah, that's their, that's their bone bone. I'm not trying to take that over, but uh, I'm trying to work out six shows, six, six, six show contract. Uh, hopefully an A-list on the last one. That's two. Mm-hmm. So that one, basically once a month on a Friday night. With uh, the one on us north, us south, us north, South Austin, I have Wild Brewery, Fat Face Comedy Showcase. Um, and we're pretty much the same deal, six six shows. Mm-hmm. Six shows. That one's already a paid uh, gig. First one. Yeah, man, it's going down. Man. I'm running two shows on the opposite side of town. <laughs> I need gas. <laughs> you need gas money to support your uh your, your shopping spree with your track jacket. <laughs> I'm telling you, you gonna get a blue one, you're gonna get a white one. Yeah, pink got throw the pink out there. Uh, you gotta throw the pink. You gotta throw the pink. look good on this dark skin though. You know that. It's got it's, it's gotta look fly, man. It's gotta look fly. No, but th- th- that's great, man. I'm I'm really I'm really happy for you. Uh I had a great time. It was cold as fuck. That wind was blowing, man. I was I was a windscreen for my for my friend. <laughs> I, had my, ch- I had my chapstick on deck. It I was, was uh, it was seventy five degrees during the day, and then night hit, and then that wind was blowing right into the stage. And like people, we was in Vegas. my friends were like, "We had a happy hour." I was wearing a t shirt. I'm like, "You're still wearing a t shirt?" And like, <laughs> yeah. I like I gotta go. I'm like, look, man, stand behind the pillar. No, for real. I'm like, come on, you gotta, you know, just just stuff it out a little bit. Don't be, don't be a pussy. Just, All right. just especially when we it's just funny. went through the ice storm. No shit, no shit. Like you, you good. know, we have schizophrenic weather in Texas. You know, we, that's what happens. Yeah. You never know. Is it rains one day? It's a snowstorm. It's a rain. Three different weathers in one day. Exactly. You know, one fog, day. rain, and it's like, oh, we have a heat stroke at three three p.m. Like, you know what I mean? Dude. There's some there's some gambling right here. You can gamble on weather. Oh, wow. wouldn't that be dope? You crazy? <laughs> <laughs> now the CIA might come after your ass. You should have that. The weather, some shit. The weatherman <laughs> is your stock expert. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be rain today. You lying, motherfucker! You lying? <laughs> you know damn right it ain't gonna rain. The seven percent X is gonna be thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, um, all right, as always, make sure you follow the feedback everywhere on the socials, uh, feedback BAK. Go to the archive. We have plenty of funny shit for you. Um other announcements. Yes, uh, hip hop bingo will come back soon. Probably wait till summer to bring that shit back. Uh we'll definitely have some comedians uh lined up like we always did back in the day. Like it mm. that was two years ago, like back in the day. Um but yeah, I look forward to that. Chuck, our pleasure. I'll definitely yeah. have you on. Feel free to come back anytime. That was dope. Yes, and I'll see you Appreciate around. You. Congratulations on all, everything, on your track jacket. On- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nobody. Uh, look, I, I swear to God, if, uh, I, I'll, next time I see you, I bet you I'll see you in that track jacket again. I'm going to buy a different one. I'm going to buy a different one now. <laughs> I will call you out every time. This track jacket, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my goodness. What's wrong with him, ladies? <laughs> uh, but uh, but you know, only people who listen to this podcast will know the reference. So Ooh. otherwise, people already know they just haven't told you. Look, man, this track jacket. You know, get another go. <laughs> anyway thank you so much for being on i really appreciate it good luck to you uh all all the best and we'll talk to you next time ciao ciao all right